This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Brady and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN here in New York. Hello, Gordon. Larry Hardesty, how are we feeling tonight? I feel pretty good, Gordon. Now that you okay. mentioned it, thank you for asking. I feel pretty good. Now, I had some challenges now. Okay. All right, because you know, as I told you last night, I was not – the Thursday night game – sorry, NFL. I know we're partners. But this Thursday night game is not an ESPN production, so it was not on my radar. Mm-hmm. You know, Carolina, Atlanta. Not exactly a marquee matchup. No, 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 no. So I figured I would be all invested in the Rangers, mm-hmm. right? Then the Rangers win 8-2. <laughs> so, so I'm surfing again. I had to surf. Well, I mean, in the words of Ron Burgundy, boy, that escalated quickly. It uh, did. I mean, that really escalated fast from the, uh, you know, from the first period, second period, typical game. You think, oh, boy, Rangers, you know, might be in a little trouble here. But uh, that third period, boy, things exploded. kicked up a notch. They exploded. Yeah. I was telling their coordinating producer in our studio, young Ray Santiago, mm-hmm. who I hope gets a good, good night's sleep as before he has to do with Rothenberg and DiPietro in the morning. Uh, I told him, I said, I hope, I hope the Rangers save some of these goals. You only needed like you only needed three tonight. You could save the other five. <laughs> yeah, they came fast and furious in that third period. And uh, you know, we, the last time we were on talking about the Rangers it was a couple of nights ago, and yeah. you know, people were not happy, and no. this team's not going anywhere, nope. and we got problems here. The goaltender's right. not as special. All of a yep. sudden, a six-goal third period will will get everybody back on uh, back feeling in the good graces again, right? That's why we always preach it's early. It is very early, especially it's hockey early. season. Man. Yeah, it's early. What are we talking about here? Yeah, so I get it, and I understand that the Ranger fans are, you know, they want it's, – it's like what we say in the NFL, right? You, you, you get to the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Next season, you don't start at the Super Bowl. You, don't, nope. you start yeah. at the beginning with everybody Absolutely. else. And so that's what the Rangers are doing. They're starting at the beginning with everybody else, and it's going to take them a while to get going. And listen, Shesterkin was unbelievable last year. Gordon, I don't know that he can give you that two years in a row. We'll see. It will be great. But I don't know that he's, he's guaranteed to give you that two years in a row. He may be a little off. But then, listen, here's the bottom line. As he builds momentum, and by the playoff, when you head into the Stanley Cup playoffs, if he's firing on all cylinders, you don't care about what's going on in November. No. I mean, if you're going to struggle at any point, this is the time to do so, right? You want to build as the season goes along and the closer you get to the playoffs and all that type of stuff. So, well, look, if he's got to work some things out, this is the time to do so. It's not what you want in the moment. Right. But you will forget about it very quickly once, you know, it becomes December and January and February and then you get closer to the playoffs. As a dad who had the priv- the privilege to watch his son play, even at high school and, you know, different tournaments and stuff like that. I really enjoyed watching all the Ranger dads up in the suite, watching their sons play. That was really cool. I really Oh, enjoyed yeah, it. that's a great truth. I, I was not aware of that. I don't know if they've done that for years and years. I'm just, you know, so clueless that I never noticed it before. But what a cool tradition to do. And I'm sure as great as the game was, the dads were enjoying themselves even before the third period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're in the suite. Yeah, well, it's hard to have a bad night in the suite. <laughs> it is. You know, everything was flowing up there. Low food, low drink, low conversation. 
you know, and then eight and eight that, goals in the yeah, you know eight goals to it as well, right? <laughs> that you know, I'm sure they had some great stories. So I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed them keeping the cameras up on on the dads up in the up in the booth there on the road, no less, Gordon. On the yeah, road, yeah, that's, that's fun. I mean, you know, I, I would think. Oh, look, I don't know. Maybe the dads are are busy working or whatnot. But you know, your your kids are out of the house, right? You're you're yeah. looking for things, and you're fully invested in your kids as they're professional hockey players. So. Uh, that must have been a fun night for them. Uh, I, I wonder how they handled explaining that to the moms. Well, have they done this for like years and years? I don't, and know, I'm just, I don't know how long they've done it. Right. But, but it, it seems to be, uh, you know, I, I would just know that that would be, that would be kind of an issue. <laughs> oh, oh, you get to go. Well, and, you know, I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they do things for the mothers at some point, maybe in the uh-huh. offseason. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. It would be nice if they did. The dads can just simply say, you know, we didn't float this. The Rangers right. brought this to us. And they're paying. It's not my fault. And they're paying. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not turning this down. You crazy? <laughs> That's right. So, great night for the Rangers. Going to tell you, ever since Harvey started working with us mm-hmm. more and more, the yeah. Devils continue to just win. They've won eight in a row. Harvey, you can't leave us. Otherwise, your Devils are going to go. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Ever since you've been working with us, I'm just telling you. Are the, the, are the, the, again, I, I plead ignorance here. Are the Devils mm-hmm. good? I mean, I know their record is good. Harvey, are the are, Devils are they good? expected to be good this year? It's been it's been a while since the Devils. Have been it good. has been a while. Uh, Bring down for us, Harvey. They are expected to be well better than last year because I mean these past few years it's been futile with picks one, pick four. You've been top picking top five the past few years, and all I've been told and. What experts have been saying is that all they need is a goalkeeper. That if they get the goaltending, they will be more competitive in a really tough metropolitan division. And to be this good this early, I am beyond ecstatic. Um, they, the, the thing was, I believe, was that they fired Lindy Ruff's assistants. Mm-hmm. And so they kept him on. And at first it wasn't looking good. Uh, there was fire Lindy ch- chance uh, the first few games, but then they started riding the ship, and every single opponent that comes through the Rock or that plays the Devils, the one thing that they bring up is their speed, with the likes of Hughes, Heeshear, uh, Palat's injured, but guys like Dougie Hamilton and uh, John Marino, who they traded for, together with B- Vidvanacek in goal, oh, so good. And yeah, um, like you mentioned, Larry, I'm not planning on leaving, so I'm pl- I'm just hoping that the Devils can keep on going. Absolutely. 10-3-0, Gordon, right now. Wow, Devils. look at them. 10-3-0 after I, their win tonight in overtime. I don't remember the last time. I don't remember what year it was, but they lost in a cup final like probably 10 years ago, and it feels like they've never been close since then again. So, so, you see, what are you I doing? Mean, what are we doing right now, Gordon? You're bringing that up right now. Well, I'm just saying it's been a long time <laughs> since they've been good. So the fact yeah. that they're good now, it feels like they've been like uh, an afterthought since then. Have they made the playoffs since that time? They've made it. They made it back in 2018. Okay. Um, and they lost in five games to the Lightning. Okay. That was when uh, Taylor Hall was MVP, and then oh, he I remember left. it well, Harvey. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure you do. I don't. I don't mean <laughs> yep. Taylor Hall, like Taylor Ham, you know, pork roll. Taylor Ham. Are you a, a pork roll? Are you a pork roll or Taylor Ham guy? I'm a bacon guy. Yeah. Uh, there's you nothing that beats bacon. So you know, that's the only choice. Yeah. When in doubt, go bacon. Exactly. <laughs> when in doubt. Gordon, when we return, we got some things to talk about. I heard uh, Greeny had an interesting comment today. 
about one of the giants. And I'm going to tell you that I disagree with him. And I'm going to give you a guy who I think could rival this person and maybe trump him. We'll explain next. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. That's Greeny. Yeah, talking about the Giants, Saquon Barkley, who's having a phenomenal year. It's hard to stay in Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, listen, Greeny is right in that sense. What Saquon Barkley is able to do for this Giants team has been unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, but Gordon, Derrick Henry's not bad either for Tennessee. For what he brings to the table, he may not catch the ball as much as Saquon Barkley does, but running, I mean, where's that offense without him? Yeah, that's it's tough going, right? It's tough sledding. Uh, <laughs> if you, I mean, that's why you have to stop him when you go up against the the, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, again, I, I know I've made this point before, and I don't even I'm not even saying oh the best non quarterback for the MVP. I'm saying the MVP right now at this po- point in time is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> the way he has transformed that quarterback and that offense. Nobody anywhere last year was talking about the Dolphins' dynamic offense. They lost to the Jaguars. They lost to Urban Meyer's Jaguars last year because they couldn't score. Mm -hmm. And their own team was actively looking for answers at quarterback despite the fact that they, just a couple of years ago, invested the fifth overall pick in Tua. Tyreek Hill this year has uh, he leads the NFL with 1,100 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. That is more than eight teams. Oh, wow. <laughs> All the Cowboys wide receivers have fewer yards than Tyreek Hill. The Steelers wide receivers, that's not surprising. The Falcons, the Texans, the Giants, the Bears, the Ravens, the Titans, they all have fewer receiving yards than just Tyreek Hill. In his last month, he has 38 receptions, for 580 receiving yards, uh, only six other players have 580 receiving yards on the season. He's done that in the last month. So he's been, he's been he's dominant. Been, for he has guys. Tr- absolutely transformed that offense. He has been incredible. Um, and as I said, he has what uh, I, I can't remember the uh, number I gave you before. I don't think anybody else has even 900 yards receiving, and he has yeah. over 1,100. But in green, if I was to use Greeny's defense, you still have Waddle. You would still be good. Yeah, they had Waddle last Gusecki, year. Gusecki, you would still yeah, be they good. Yeah, they had Gusecki last year. They had Tua last year. Mm-hmm. They had all those guys last year, and nobody was talking about the high-powered Dolphin offense. <laughs> Trust me. You didn't have I McDaniel last year, though. What's that? You did not you have, have McDaniel, McDaniel last year, right? He's, he's, brought, Brian he's Flores, brought some yep. things to the table. He Absolutely. Really he's made the difference in his young – It's it's funny. He's done – for Tua, what I think Dayball has done for Daniel Jones, although Daniel Jones doesn't throw the ball like that. You, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. What he does is he's put his quarterbacks, they put their quarterbacks in positions where they can be successful with their talents. Now, because of the fact that they brought in a all-world receiver, okay, yeah, you want, you're going to make sure that he gets the football. And when he gets it, he does something with it all the time. He is a home-run hitter consistently. 
Every time he catches the football, there is an opportunity for him to break a big play. And he's done that. The Giants, unfortunately, don't have that type of replayer, that player. Oh, by the way, though, Kenny Galladay is back for Sunday. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank heavens. So Saquon look, will have look, some this help. Is not, this is not to say that Saquon is not the offense for the Absolutely Giants. not. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is, he's, he he's is. had a great half season so far, yep. but he's not exactly been the most durable guy in the world. Nope. And there is still, you know, basically a half a football to play. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking about the impact that one single guy has on the offense, mm-hmm. absolutely. And the conversation, Saquon Barkley has to be in the conversation. He definitely has to be. But and if you're asking the, you know, like if this is family feud, right, and we have mm-hmm. the top five answers on the board, yes. Saquon Barkley is one of the answers. He is. But the number one answer is Tyreek Hill. And Derrick Henry is one of the answers. And he Absolutely. may not be one or two, Absolutely. but he's on that board. And he's on that top five because they, I mean, <laughs> listen, and you may say, but Larry, if he was all that good, he didn't do anything the other night when they have Malik Willis, a quarterback. If he's that great, you know, wow. What did it's, he do? All, it, well, I mean, much listen. like for Saquon, it's kind of hard when everybody knows that you're the guy, right? Yeah. And everybody knows you're going to run the ball. <laughs> everybody knew you were going to run the ball. Either, either Henry was running the ball or Willis was running the ball. Yeah. Nobody was throwing the ball. That's what they knew. So I mean, you, you, I mean, that's an easy defense to, to to scheme for, right? That's easy. Yeah, and and I believe Derrick Henry is the leading rusher in the NFL right now. I think he's yeah, number he's just, one. I mean, he's just Gordon. He just he's a, he's a freight train, absolutely. And for his size, the speed that he has, he goes yep. into another gear. I mean, I like you know. I, I guess it's true of any uh, running back right, or any NFL player. Like, you just imagine, like, he's coming through the line, right? I think he's listed at 6'3 or 6'4 and, like, let's uh-huh. say 250. Yeah, let's be kind. At full speed. Yeah. Ta- get him so he's on the ground. How? I mean, what do you do? You, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. He's averaging just under f- five yards a carry, a 4.8. He's yeah. got 183 attempts, 870 yards, nine touchdowns. Um. And his long is a 56. And he's also caught the ball, Gordon, uh, 14 times. Yeah, he's not a great receiver yards. of the football. Not a great receiver. That's but, where Saquon has the edge. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But but from running and power and, and stamina, that guy, he and you talk yeah. about getting stronger as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 no, that's all right. As, as, as Bart Scott loves to say, you make a the, the uh, safeties – and the linebackers, they they make a life decision when he's coming Absolutely. at you. Absolutely. <laughs> that guy's coming at you. Good luck. It's not easy. It's not easy. But I th- but that's a good job by Greeny to call that out because there's no question that Saquon Barkley has been phenomenal for this team. Oh, no question. And I'm really curious to see, because the Giants went into the bye week with a loss, I'm really curious to see what changes they have made against a Houston team that, you know, listen, they're beatable. There's no question about it. Uh, their quarterback is not terrible. He makes plays. But, I mean, this is this is a very winnable game for the Giants. Very this is a, This is a must-win game for them. They, they cannot be losing this game at home to the Texans off a of bye. The Texans, uh, look, their defense, it doesn't give it up. Every, you know, they're not getting blown out defensively and just getting torched every single game. So their defense does, you know, play to a, a certain level, but they're off and they just can't score points. Nope. Um, they're, they're one of the worst offenses in the sport. Um, they have to be bottom five, I think. So mm-hmm. 
they're running back, the kid Pierce that they drafted, uh, I think, in the, the third round uh, this past year. He's had a very good season, but they don't have a lot of weapons. They don't have a lot of offense. Their offensive line is not very good. And they've got one win on the year. So the Giants absolutely cannot lose this game. Losing to the Seahawks before the bye, it happens. It's a road mm-hmm. trip. They're a good team. I would disagree with Greeny that the Giants are the biggest surprise in football this year. I think maybe the Seahawks might be the biggest yeah. surprise in football but this Gino. year, but that's debatable too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this is a game the Giants absolutely cannot lose. They must win this game. It is absolutely inexcusable if they lose to the Texans at home. And see, you know what? And it's really not fair to them. It's not fair to the Giants for me to say this. I'm saying this off the top. It's not fair to me to say this about the Giants because they have no control. But Gordon, their, their, their schedule is not the toughest. No, that's why, you know, like before the season, I know that I, I had a conversation uh, of, you know, what team are you more optimistic about, the Jets or Giants? And I was more optimistic about the Giants based on the schedule. Like, they mm-hmm. did have some games, and they won those games. Like, yeah. this is before the season. You know, you look at the Titans game. I think, oh, wow, it's a really tough game. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to win that one. But, you know, they followed up with some games that are – that you could envision the Giants winning even back then. So – and they've won some of the games that you didn't think, like the Packers game, right? Oh, yeah. they got to go to London to play the Packers. They're not going to win that game. They win that game. So uh, they can't allow that to backslide. Now, the Seahawks game, that was one before the season you thought definitely they would win. Mm-hmm. They're not able to, but the Seahawks are a lot better than we thought they were going to be. This, yeah, the, the Texans are exactly who we think they are. <laughs> They're yeah. not very good. <laughs> they very well might have the number one pick in the draft. You have to go out and beat them. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Also on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7. Before we get to the phones, Gordon, I thought about you Mm. um, when I heard this disturbing news about a change in Twitter. Oh, the blue check mark. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. if they are going to charge eight dollars a month for the blue you don't check have mark, to pay. Th- no, that will that will. Uh, if they charge me eight in. cents for the blue check mark, <laughs> I will actually judge people who pay eight dollars a month for a blue check mark, as there's something wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 grandfathered in, so you're you're cool. And I'll just say this: I, you know, I don't want to get into a big because uh, mm-hmm. everything's a big political discussion now. It is. If you are uh, someone who is all up in arms about things that are going on on Twitter and, and Elon Musk taking over and the changes that are made and this thing and that thing, go outside. <laughs> go outside. Take a walk. Uh, you know, go go. I mean, it's it's the most ridiculous. It's a stupid app. It's great for getting information, and there's mm-hmm. some funny people. It's great to connect with people there, mm-hmm. but I mean, like to put your life, uh, your blood, sweat, and tears into like complaining about this thing or that thing, or they're going to charge you eight dollars a month. Well, they're only going to charge you if you agree to pay it. Right. They're not going to force you to pay eight dollars a month. Yep. And uh, you know what? I think there's no one on their deathbed who said to themselves, you know what? I wish I spent more time on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not a single person. Not a single person. Gordon, can you imagine if you were a Carolina Panther fan and you're looking at the game and you're like, I've got Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold on the sidelines and I'm looking at P.J. Walker 
and I'm up 19-9. But it's the fourth quarter. You know what happens to them the last fourth quarter where they scored like 34, 35 points <laughs> combined in the fourth quarter a well, couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, P.J. Walker might be the best guy they've seen in a very long time. Absolutely right. He does a nice job. He's done a nice job for number four. I mean, compared to the other two guys, he is uh, Joe Montana. 19 points all in the same game? That's right. Wow. That's, yeah. I mean, he, he's, uh, he's by far better than the other two guys. That is for sure. That, I, no you don't need to see much it. more of P.J. Walker to know that he's better than that. And that's mostly an indictment on them. But he has yes. played, uh, he's done okay. He's done, he's done a nice job. Listen, they're winning. <laughs> right. That's this is a game. Matters. This is a winnable game for them. Absolutely. And the payback win at that. Payback game. Yeah. one 800 919 Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's happening, my friend? Hey boys. Uh, first of all, rest in peace to Fred Hickman. I really yeah. enjoyed him and uh he was a great guy. Pretty pretty young. When you get to my age, geez, when guys start dying at your watch younger than you, it's really scary stuff. But I think he was working at the Black Entertainment Network last I saw him. Is uh-huh. that right? I think oh, oh, Black News he, Network, one of the two. Black News, I'm sorry, yeah. But, yeah, I think it was yeah, Black News. Yeah, yeah. I know he's on, yes, but he always had a smile on his face. Always made you feel good. Anyway, uh, condolences to his family. One thing on the Giants, as, as you guys were hacking it back and forth, chopping it up, you know, I've, I've talked to you about this too, Gordon, and, and after I make my basketball comment, maybe you can expand on it and I'll listen to it. I'd appreciate that. I, I never understand this, and I've been through with this with you, Gordon. The, the NFL has the biggest change season to season. That's a, a substantiated situation, right? And standings of the teams, making playoffs, et cetera. Am I right to assume that? You mean turnover from year to year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, um, yeah, I would guess so, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Well, about 40% of the players turn over, and, and this is what I never understand. You once tried to explain it to me, but I'll just, uh, I'll just throw my age up, either forgetting or not understanding it. So if it's predetermined which conference play, which division plays the, the next year, they play AFC North and so on and so forth, then it changes, it rotates. This is what mm-hmm. you told me, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So how do you anticipate in other words, the only two or three games basically change. In other words, if you're in the NFC East, you're in the next year, you're going to play the AFC, whatever, and so on and so on. So you're only based on if you finish second, third, or fourth, you play the second, third, or fourth of another conference. That's pretty much it, correct? Um, uh, well, yeah, it's I mean, close. it rotates every year. Um, correct. Yeah. I don't but know what you were asking me. I'm asking you, there's only two or three games that the bottom feeders will get as opposed to the better teams. So how can you anticipate before the season? I'm not casting aspersions on anyone. I just never understood this. How did you say it? And you're correct the way it's turned out, that the Giants have the easiest schedule. That's only based on before the season when you say that. It's only based on the last year's results. No, not always. Not always. Okay. Like there, there's, um, I think it's Warren Sharp that does it, where he he looks at the team's schedule and he bases yeah. it on uh, what their projected win total, their over under numbers are. Now again, it's imperfect, right? It's not. There's it's nothing that can tell you for sure that this is going to be. I mean, perfect example: the Seahawks. We thought they were going to be bad. Yeah. Um, that's exactly they're not. But I think that that's a better. I think that's a more accurate gauge of who has an easier or hard schedule, mm-hmm. rather than I think you're correct in that if you're just basing it on last year's schedule, yes, that's that's generally true that a lot does fluctuate from year to year. But I think that there are ways to look at schedules and see who has an easier or harder schedule. 
Yeah, yeah, but who would have thought Green Bay, who won 40 games or yeah, 39 absolutely. games last year, who, who would have thought of Seattle, Geno Smith, I don't know if it's it's, it's decided yet, obviously it's too early, but he's probably likely comeback player of the year, so the way things have worked out. That's all I'm saying. So I want to get my basketball statement. It's good to, to talk to you guys. I just, while I'm on hold, I'm coming through, I get a tweet, believe it or not, a news tweet, that Kyrie Irving, Adam Silver, this really bothers me, guys, because I liked Adam Silver, and I made a statement on your program initially when it happened. I made one today on K's show. I, I don't get all this. I really don't, because I thought initially Joe Sy and Adam Silver, I said on your program that Adam Silver, it's not good to be fashionably late, and he always is out front with social issues. No question about it. Mm-hmm. He, he waited with Joe Sy. They waited and waited, and then the list of six things, I mean, look, Look, Kyrie was a great basketball player. Well, to put that on the side, he can't play for the Nets again. He just can't. And I, I just heard they lifted the suspension or they passed up the last game and he met with the commissioner and the commissioner is all flowery about this and that. Look, it's, it, it, the cat's out of the barn. The train left the station. I just want to say that and hear what you guys have to say. And I'm all for giving second chances, but this seems like chance number six to me. Last statement. Last night's Nick game, Larry, I sent you that note, and I, I didn't get an answer because I, you just told me what time you're on. That's the worst Nick game effort-wise, especially on national television, I have seen in five years by the Knicks. And they didn't make a run in that game. Unless I watched every dribble, they didn't make a run. Well, who do you blame on effort? And thanks, boys. Uh, the whole team, Spike. Yeah. We talked about it last night. The whole team, every player, everybody. Uh, coaching, I don't – I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, in theory, Gordon, the coach is supposed to prepare you to play. I get it. But, I mean, he was yelling and screaming. And, <sighs> Gordon, I'm going to say this. When you see effort like that, usually – it doesn't mean it's the case here, but when I've seen that before, Gordon, it's a statement that players sometimes are trying to make about their coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Where you're trying to say, we don't we don't hear him. We're trying to tune him out. We're, he's lost us. We're not listening. Now, I think it's a little early because it hasn't been – they haven't been like this for ever. No. <laughs> Okay, ever. Certainly not this season. Right. All right, so I think it's a little early. But it bears watching, Gordon. It does. Because uh, what the Nets did was they effectively, they took Jalen Brunson away from the Knicks last night. And that's why you saw some remnants of you-know-who handling the ball a lot. And you-know-who dribbling. And you-know-who getting stripped. And you-know-who we're watching the ball get turned over and go the other way. So... This is something that uh, they've got to fix. And the problem they've had with closing out the three, Gordon, let's face it, this is not only this year. They had inconsistency closing out the three last year as well. Yep. And if these things kind of continue, um, and, and I think that how they come out in the next game is going to tell you whether or not the, this has to be an aberration, right? Yes, like the way they came be. out. And if, if it continues beyond one game, then I think that the – the, the questions have to kind of be asked even 12 games into the year, you know, I mean, like that was really as bad a performance, a bad an effort as you've awful. seen out of this team in a, in a while. So um, hopefully it's just a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. You got to hope that it can't be that bad again, because uh, that again, 
what other way can you put it? They they didn't show up. They never showed up. They never no. made a run. They never no. made it interesting. And it was like um, they were just sleepwalking through the game. They never made an effort. Never. Never made an effort. And that that is scary. That, for an NBA team, everybody, make, everybody makes a run. Yeah. Everybody makes a run in the NBA. And they did not. So nope. very curious to see how they perform in their next contest. Uh, and and you know Bears watching though Gordon they got Detroit right yeah they have Detroit, Detroit. I that, mean that's, that's, a, that's that, a, again that's a winnable game there is no reason that they can go into that game and even a bad first quarter uh, they have no. to they have to show up and, and actually present some effort that would be a good place to start it would be nice it would be nice to see uh, Spike as far as your comments on Kyrie Irving I got to tell you Gordon this story has taken so many twists and turns I'm gonna wait until it finally settles <laughs> before I say anything. Because it gets, just gets twisted and turned around. And, like, you know, I, I'm i hearing, like like Spike mentioned, that the final game might be taken back off because, you know, the with the NBA Players Association and work. And this, I'm just waiting to see what happens. I'm waiting. It's going to be very curious to see how this settles out. Of all the things that they put out there that he has to do, I, I would think that meeting with the owner of the team would be the most important one after he blew off the owner and, yes. and his in his efforts to um, to contact him. Now mm-hmm. the owner looks like a clown as well because he's tweeting at Kyrie. I don't know if that came after the result of him not being able to get him on text messages. I don't know, but there's no way you should be tweeting after your your star player to to get his attention. So he doesn't look good in this either. But uh, no, he doesn't. You know, let's see where it goes. Yeah. I have. I also have no faith that the Nets actually sticking to their guns in this. In no, they way. never do. They never do. They never do. Yeah. Never. No. If they have a losing streak all of a sudden. Well, you know what? Uh, it's all semantics. Let's get Kyrie back out on the court. Yeah. He. You know, well, he. He did. What? Mario, oh my God! What are you that doing? that might be the worst NFL pass doing? I have ever seen in my life. Why I. Would you I, do that? I fully <laughs> believe that Marcus Mariota has the Panthers in this game. <laughs> I fully – there needs to be an investigation immediately, Larry. That pass – obviously, if you're not watching the game, oh. Panthers-Falcons, fourth quarter. Falcons are down 22-9. to nine. It is raining, but Marcus Mariota flushed out of the pocket, running to his right-hand falling side. Down. He's falling down. He's spinning as he's falling down. Now, I believe he might be down, he but he's down. spinning yeah, as he's falling down. down, and he just whirls the ball up. Sam Darnold's on the sideline saying, I didn't even do that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst NFL pass I've ever seen in my life. And it does not count. They get the ball back. Oh, but man. Oh, my God. Arthur Smith, I would love to see a shot of him on the sidelines right now after Marcus. Can I tell you something? That's Marcus Mariota has been terrible tonight. That's worthy of a benching. Oh, my he God. Should he should be pulled, pulled right there and then. Right then. That should be Absolutely. Done. He should be pulled. Just for the decision. Oh, my God. Like that just was the, bad. Just the thought of throwing the ball. That was bad. That was like With the butt fumble it. of f- passes. <laughs> wow, that was bad. Oh, please don't do butt fumble. I was on the sideline for that, Gordon. <laughs> uh, forget that. I was standing there like, what just happened? Yeah. What I remember watching happened? that, Larry. I was laughing <laughs> I know you were. for five minutes, five minutes straight. Oh, my God. That was I the know. most entertaining play of that season. <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> Marcus Mariota tonight is a 13 of 22 for 103 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He's thrown a couple of passes that should have been picked off and won. Yeah, but yeah. Oof. Man, that was bad. 
If, that if was, you missed it, it'll whoa. be on the highlights. Oh, don't worry. You'll you. see it. You'll, you'll see, see it, it a lot. <laughs> He's lucky fact, that didn't count. He's lucky that that was uh, waved off. But as wow, a matter of fact, was, go, go on the aforementioned Twitter. It's probably there already. I probably might very well be. <laughs> it's probably trending. Yeah. <laughs> oh we'll continue God. the conversation next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. On 98.7 ESPN. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Fellas, if Saquon... It's uh, Larry Gordon. If, if Saquon stays healthy for the rest of the year, he'll have like a judge type of year. I mean, he's leading this team. He's fifty percent of the offense. But it's not a judge type year. I mean, Judge well, was you the look best at, player look, in Larry, the sport. Uh, Gordon, if you look at it in the perspective, the, the Giants have no one else. It's just him and Daniel no, Jones. No, that that's true. But it's not a judge type. Judge well, was the best player in the sport. Sixty-one homers, sixty-two homers. But he's le- without him. In other words, without him. This team would be nowhere, nowhere, That's nowhere. True. Just that, that I agree with. Now, I'll go back to 1970 with the Giants, and this reminds me of Ron Johnson. Do, can do everything with the whole offense, although that year they did have Fran Tarkington. This guy doesn't even have a great quarterback with them. Mm. So he's, what he's doing and where they're coming from, where we thought they would be, I mean, this is bit, what we got to see. we got to wait to play it out till the rest of the year. Yeah, as far absolutely. as Kyrie Irving, Fellas, Irving is like this guy Djokovic in tennis. You can't convince me that every tennis player that came to America during the tournament, the U.S. Open, took their shots, okay, last year for the pandemic. They might have claimed they did and they got the okay, or all these basketball players in the NBA got their vaccines. But these two guys, Djokovic and Irving, they're so self-inflated egos they think they're above the sport, that it's not the issue of the vaccine, it's the issue of them. And they have to, they're bigger than the sport, and that's the problem. These guys could have just had somebody fake a needle, put it in, and boom, they would have been fine. They have to make a whole big stink. The same thing, both of them are the same. Uh, as far as the Knicks go, I was reading in the paper a couple of days before the uh, net game, and they were talking about, wow, I'm happy. We're not having the problems they're having. So they, did, they were more worried about the Nets and their problems and that they don't have their problems, that they forgot to show up yesterday at Barclays. So it was always a pleasure. Thank All you. right, Richard. Th- thanks for the phone call. Um, Gordon, the only thing I could ex- – the only the, I can't even say that they said, well, you know what, listen, they don't have Kyrie. We got this. All we have to do is control KD and we're good. But they didn't do anything. They didn't no. control KD. They didn't no. stop anybody. They didn't get in anybody's way. I mean, Seth Curry's been hurt. He looked like he'd been playing all season against the Knicks last night. Yeah. Everybody performed well. Everybody. There's people off the Nets bench I hadn't seen that played well last night. It was an awful effort by the Knicks. It's just awful. There's nothing no. else you can say. There was, was no effort. No, it was no, there was no effort at all. Uh, you know, and, and just one thing with the Kyrie Irving thing yes. um, is that if this were the first thing that popped up with Kyrie Irving, it would probably be over already. Mm-hmm. But it, the, the dude, it's it's always something. Yeah. It's always something with the guy. It's been yeah. it's been always something from the moment really he got to the Nets. It was a problem in Boston. He had problems in Cleveland. 
And if he does come back to the Nets or if he goes someplace else, I'm sure wherever it is, he'll have problems again. It's just a matter of time. It's just it's just who the guy is. So You would uh, just hope it, at some point in time, though, Gordon, you would hope that he would learn to keep his head down. He would think so. Mouth quiet. He, he just lifts, get through the this season. This is who he is, though. I mean, he's been doing this now for six years. I know. This is, this is just who he is. There are people who just – this is what they, they do. Uh, and you can't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make, you know, because it's not like he needs the attention for something other than his play, mm-hmm. but right. he needs to have that attention for other things. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, sometimes he does things that are good and he gets attention for those things, but more times than not, he's self, self-destructive. And uh, he, I mean, I think the Nets are probably better off long-term without him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. take a look. Take a look at each year since he won the championship with the Cavs. He's been on teams that big things were expected, and they've been big disappointments. Yep. Yep. And he's been an influence on it. Oh, absolutely. He's been a major factor. Absolutely. Been a major factor, and it's unfortunate. But, Gordon, nothing like this. And no, so you would no. think that maybe this would be like, wow. You know what? You keep banging your head against the wall. You say, gee, I wonder why my head hurts. <laughs> this you is think. the time. You know what? You need to stop banging your head against the wall, young man, because this is something totally different that you've walked into. I mean, he lost his Nike account, Gordon. He lost his Nike sneaker deal. Yeah, I I mean, I mean, you know, once again, sometimes, sometimes things need to happen to snowball to make you wake up. I'm just saying. And so hopefully, you know, we all talk about people with second chances and third and fourth and fifth. And believe me, sports is the home for it. Hopefully this is something that makes him at least take more stock and be more diligent in his research and what he says and what he attaches his name to going forward. Let's hope so. Let's not get our hopes up. Yeah, exactly. And Richard mentioned uh, Ron Johnson for the Giants in the 70s. For for reference, that's The Rock's dad (laughs) who played for the Giants. That's The Rock's dad. Just so people are like, Ron Johnson, who the hell is that? All right, just so, oh, okay, so now you'll go look him up. Right, you'll go look him up and check him out. Uh, next hour, Gord, we're gonna have a little fun. Uh, I understand you want to do a little family feud action. Yeah, well, I mean, it is it free agency is here in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's Major League Baseball, nothing has happened yet. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I, I thought that it might be fun. The Athletic had a list. Top, we mentioned Family Feud earlier. Yes. Maybe do a little Family Feud of the most likely destinations. Mm-hmm. For Aaron Judge this offseason. Ooh, okay. So we'll do that. And also next hour, uh, you know, every once in a while we get my bet online, folks. And since we had a coach firing in the NFL this week, uh, I'm curious who's moving up on the list. So we'll do that as well. So we have lots to do. And of course, we'll continue to take your phone calls. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN New York. This is. Is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.